Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Blister Podcast on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Well, last week, we finally released our Blister Crash Course Telemark video, and some of you declared it to be the greatest thing that we've ever done at Blister, which was maybe slightly depressing to some of us since, well, everything else we do around here is way, way harder than just filming ourselves being really bad at stuff. Anyway, just kidding. We weren't actually depressed, but that's because we suspect at least that, you know, at least some of you appreciate our long-form gear reviews and our massive winter buyer's guide and all of our different podcasts and this whole new Blister Labs initiative that we've recently launched. So, Maybe just for our own mental health, we're going to assume that you appreciate those things. And really, mostly, we really were happy to hear that you enjoyed our Crash Course Telly video. And so then in this episode, we thought maybe we'd have a conversation, do a bit of a post-mortem with the stars of our Crash Course Telly video. Okay, well, actually, as you already know, there was only one star of the video, and that was Kristen Sinat. But, you know, instead of simply sitting here heaping praise upon Kristen, we thought we'd have Luke Coppa and Dylan Wood and myself just talk a little bit about our very first time tellying. And we also talk a whole lot about the roadmap for more Blister Crash Course videos. So give this conversation a listen and then write in to let us know what you think we ought to do for our next Crash Course videos. Furthermore, if you would like to see in person for yourself the glory that is Kristen Sinat telemarking, well then you just need to come to our upcoming Blister Summit which kicks off on February 20th right here in Mount Crested Butte, Colorado. You can find all the up-to-date details about the Blister Summit in the show notes of this episode or on the navigation bar of our website where it says Blister Summit. And you can also check out our guide to the Gunnison Valley, which includes very helpful travel information and the latest flight information, etc. So check those things out and then come watch... Kristen Sinat Telly. And in terms of updates about brands that are coming to the summit, well, there has been a whole lot of interest shown over Fisher's new Ranger series of skis. And Fisher is going to be at the summit. They are going to have a collection of Ranger skis there. So as we've all been sitting around speculating of did these things get lighter or stiffer or less stiff or heavier or whatever... Well, instead of just speculating about it, why don't you come to the summit and hop on these new rangers and we can go ski them and we can all collectively see what we think. So anyway, Blister Summit, you should come. And now let's go talk about my and Lou Coppa's and Dylan Wood's experience of tele-skiing for the first time. And we'll give you more of the backstory on why Kristen is a million times better at it than we were. Here we go. Okay. Well, I am here for a very special or very stupid edition of the Blister Podcast. We are dedicating this to, well, it's a bit of a summary and a recap of this amazing experience that we all shared. Creating the internet's Favorite new video, apparently, us being really bad at teleskiing, except for Kristen, who was being very good at teleskiing in our video. So anyway, I am here with Kristen, our star, Luke Coppa, and Dylan Wood. It's lovely to be assembled with all of you again to talk about this auspicious thing <laughs> that we, you know, did. I think the first place I want to start is we need to give a big shout out to Andrew Arnold, a.k.a. Arnie. Arnie shot this video for us. We all thought he did a really good job. 
while we were busy doing a very bad job. But shout out to Arnie. He's a good friend. He's a great guy. Well, we sure hope the video made you laugh as much as it made us laugh. And and Arnie just did pretty great. So thanks, Arnie. Another thing I was thinking about, and this will kind of come up a little bit. Arnie initially showed me like, a, I think it was like an 18 or 20 minute version of this video. And he and I kind of worked to edit it down a bit. And then he went back in and shortened it up even more because we were just certain that no one needed to watch us do what we were doing for like a full 20 minutes. But there's definitely some stuff that got left on the cutting room floor. I wonder, and I'll put this to the three of you, I was thinking maybe we should offer to like our Blister members like a director's cut edition of the Crash Course video. Thoughts, objections? Luke, what do you think? Um, I think it makes sense. I'm trying to remember what was not in the video. But yeah, I mean, if people want to see it, seems like a pretty solid plan. Kristen? I would like to review it before it goes out because I feel like everything I said was cut and I really appreciated that. So. <laughs> yeah, he did cut out all the nudity, which I thought was weird. <laughs> that whole scene where we got all naked and tellied. Yeah. And all the footage where the three of us, you know, me, Luke and Dylan were dropping a knee real low. Yeah, just totally killing it. For some reason, he removed all of that. I think he did cut all of like our mogul skiing. No, it just didn't. The moguls are so small that it didn't really look like mogul skiing. No, he totally. Remember how he cut all that super gnar steep mogul skiing we were doing? Remember that? Off the head wall? Oh, when we were doing like high life and uh, body bag? Yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot yeah, about when that. when we tell you body bag. Dylan, <laughs> do you have any objections, thoughts on this? Should we make this available, the longer version to like blister members just as, you know, a way to say thanks? You know, I, I did see a comment co- come in that was like, where did all the crashes and all the other um, mess ups go? And the thing is, we didn't really crash at all. So I'm not sure what else is out there that people would want to see other than like 10 more minutes of very mediocre tele skiing. Mediocre is, <laughs> is being generous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, if you want to see the longer thing, I guess let us know leave a comment or something. Maybe you just get the longer version to get all of Kristen's incredible commentary. The Kristen cut. And since you all love Kristen now, Kristen, the the breakout star of the telly video. Why why now? Like, did they not like me before this video? <laughs> yeah, no, no one really liked you before this video, Kristen. Yeah, okay. Just more unknown. I'm the sleeper reviewer over here. I think we need to just address this right up front. I feel like we got set up for this video because Kristen, our friend Sydney Dickinson, and several other people that we talked to when it was like soliciting all this advice, like what should we know, what shouldn't we do? You guys, Kristen, you did this multiple times. You were like, don't drop the knee too far. And then if you watch the video, Luke, me, and Dylan the one thing we needed to do was drop the knee further. So I'm like, everybody's like, oh, Kristen, you look so amazing. Which, by the way, you totally do. I was like, I was like, she's crushing this entire thing. But we got set up. What say you, Kristen? Well, I think everybody that you talked to assumed you guys had really seen tele skiers drop the knee way too low and have like the super long stance. That's where I was coming from, where it's like you're hitting your knee and just looking all wobbly. And honestly, when I saw the video, I didn't realize how not low you guys are going when I was skiing with you. I was like, oh, I swear it looked lower when we were skiing. So yeah, we didn't mean to set you up. Like, honestly, if I was going to, you know, now that I've mastered the art of telemark skiing, if I was going to talk to any other person telemarking for this first time, I would be like, touch your knee to the ski. Every time you're doing anything, attempt to touch your knee to the ski just in the hopes that they're like bending the knee at all. Because like, look, you saw what Luke Dylan and me did. How is it good advice to tell people that have never done this? Don't go too deep. Well, I assume every time I tried to uh, even get close to dropping my knee anymore, I felt more in balance 
so I, I assume it's because it's easier to kind of figure it out when you're not doing a deep lunge. And then as you get better, you can do that. Cause I never felt comfortable when my legs were getting further and further apart. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with Luke here to be fair. If, if I were to go back in time and someone were to tell me I need to go as deep as I can while still skiing, I don't think I would have done a much better job than what we did. I, I do think it would have made for a better video because I think you guys would have crashed a lot more if you had gone <laughs> a lot deeper. So I guess I, I regret not telling you to go com- like right to the snow because then you would have gone to the snow. Well, and so that's the other part. Not only did we get sort of set up, but to the whole like lack of crashes, I blame the same people who were telling us like, don't, you know, don't bend the knee too deep. So I don't know. I, uh... I'm I'm a little shocked. Like if I was the telemark skier instructing all of you, I would have been like, listen, you just stick that knee on the ski and you just hang on for dear life. And I'm going to make the world's best telemark crash real. Yeah, I put knee pads on that day and I don't think I utilize them whatsoever. No, same Dylan. Yeah, same. Okay, Kristen, we need to hear more about your telemark experience because... You looked incredible. I was like, this is the most glorious version of Chris. I mean, you are a like beautiful alpine skier and you're really fun to ski with. But as we're all doing the baby giraffe on ice thing and then you're just like coming through cruising, looking like a all star. The people want to know, how long have you been telemarking for? When did this begin? Just give us your background here. Well, the terrain wasn't that challenging, so don't put me up there on like. Let's we're gonna let's edit that. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I I don't want to say I'm a great tele skier, but I was like a lot of the footage was on groomers, so I maybe and compared to you know the other Us. <laughs> people in the video, I might look pretty good. <laughs> so so thanks for that compliment. Um, yeah, I I mean I hadn't tele skied in four years or so, but. I can't believe you hadn't skied with me before on telly because we used to do telly Sundays. I took a locals clinic back in the day just to understand how to like ski steeps and stuff like that. But obviously I wasn't at those camps with you. If the video (laughs) taught you nothing, it's that I've never spent any time hanging out at a telly camp, right? No, no, it was like a telly ski clinic, like half day on a Sunday or something. But I also skied with you many days that weren't those is what I'm trying to say. But no, we got in, my husband and I got into telly skiing um, well, he had, he had done it and he taught me a lot of it. Um, but we bought the gear before like AT was pretty big and like now I'm dating myself, of course. Um, and we had a great winter out West and we moved, um, we spent a winter in Lake Placid and just like, Oh, um, let's get some tele skis and just change things up a little bit. And of course, like I'm terrified of tele skiing on the East. If there's ice, like it terrifies me, but it was fun to do that in Lake Placid. And then we just brought it back. And I think, these might be the same skis I had in Lake Placid, like those world piece or the like dead skis. You got several compliments on them though throughout the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, the, the tele community was so stoked on you that day for all kinds of reasons. Plus they'd see us and then you'd go and they'd be like, that's our, that's our person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really did appreciate it. If the longer cut, like going back to the, the edits, like if the longer edit has more of like the people just talking to us and giving you guys advice, I'd be down to watch that because that was pretty funny that, I mean, there's like this tribe of if you're on a telly setup, like people want to talk to you. So it was, it was pretty fun. Kristen, I think you're still underselling your telly abilities. Agreed, Dylan. Let's, let's put this in the perspective of alpine skiing, right? If I saw, saw someone arcing, connecting really beautiful turns on an alpine setup, even on like blue and green groomers, I would have to assume they're a pretty solid skier overall. So I think you got some more skill that you're hiding from us. And I think you should bring your tele setup to the blister summit so we can actually see how you can rip down like head wall, north face and stuff. Because I think you're a better skier than you're letting us know here on tele. That that's very kind and generous of you to say, Dylan. And and maybe I'll bring the world pieced up in my boots if anybody wants to hop on them because it is kind of fun. I have not been on steeps in a long time. I'd have to get in a, some laps before that, but it, I'm very slow. Yeah, but even on like the blue mogul runs we did, I don't think 
we saw you mess up even a single time, like not no. even get off balance, weird pole plant or something like that. Again, you're being very nice, but uh, yeah, I, I took a, I took a locals clinic. Like there you go, Kristen. If you know anything <laughs> about our relationship, <laughs> it's I'm not really trying to find my spots to be nice. So I think yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, my goodness. Well, I think Dylan's just a nice person in general, though. Oh. I'm not speaking to you <laughs> about, about that, me. Jonathan. So thank you. Can yeah. I quote? Can I quote you on that one, Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, certainly. It's on rec- record, right? Okay, so Kristen, in sum, do you like what year ish was your first time on Tele Skis? Uh, two thousand three, I think. Oh God, you're like okay, okay. Yeah, so I and again, I haven't done it in four years, yeah. and then like we would do one day a week, maybe. Um, like I definitely did a hut trip back in the day, like a Ridgeway hut on Tele Skis, and wow, it was bad skiing, like Tele, like powder and then once i took the local like I, I was afraid to go down anything steep for a very very long time took a locals clinic and they like kind of get in your head on how to do those turns and it was actually really fun to ski alpine one day and tally the next day on the same terrain and just have this different perspective so when you and I, I don't remember if it was in the edit on whether you guys would want to ski telly again and you're like no i'm like oh that's kind of a bummer because it gets more and more fun like i think you guys would love to ski the head wall on telly skis oh my god once you got the hang Disagree. of it hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i skied luke and i skied head wall today on alpine skis and i had a very good time i don't know if i want to waste those head wall laps trying to not look like an idiot i feel like wasting is the wrong word because you're out there so many days, right? Like what's an hour on a telly setup? I don't know, Kristen. You should have skied headwall today. <laughs> yeah. <I'm>... Oh, I, w- <laughs> I wish I had. I was stuck on a bunny slope, which was really fun too. Dylan's, Dylan's making a solid argument. But I will say, and we've been talking about this a little bit. One of the things, this was not captured on film, I don't think. But I remember talking to Luke on our telly day and he was a little bit pouty. As actually Luke can roll sometimes, just so you know, a little behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain. Luke can go a little pouty sometimes, but I remember rolling up to him and he was like, man, I forgot how much I hate being bad at things. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember that too. (laughs) But I do think that there really is something fantastic about learning new things and just becoming the complete beginner all over again. And I think I was talking with our friend Rob Dickinson about this and he made a comment. I think we were out in the backcountry, and he was like, at some point I'd realized that I hadn't learned any new skills as an adult. Like he was like, you know, everything I kind of do, I learned how to do that. I don't know, you know, say before I was 21 or something. And I've been thinking about that a lot, and there's probably a decent amount of truth to that, um, just kind of in general in life. And so I I like this idea of like, yeah, go put yourself in the humbling position of being the complete beginner. And I don't know, does that resonate with anybody? I mean, Luke and Dylan, you're the youngins on this call. I'm, I've sort of slotted telemark skiing in my head in the same place as rock climbing and yoga for me where if you don't if you don't do it a lot it's just not going to be that fun and you're going to be really exhausted really easily and you just you're thinking about how much fun you could have if you were actually good at it or you knew what you were doing but you're just not because you don't do it enough so you don't want to do it more does that make sense it does luke yeah i I agree with that. And also I think being an intermediate is a whole lot more fun than being a total beginner. And I guess you just have to kind of get through that stage. But I remember like being super frustrated when I first started mountain biking, which was I think like four years ago. Um, But then as I could finally get down most things and I was mostly just focusing on like doing it better that's where it started to become really fun. Same thing with like fly fishing. Um, and especially the thing with tele skiing is that like, it's so close. You're, you're still on skis. You're skiing the same stuff you would on Alpine setups that you can do really well. And I think that made it more frustrating than like say snowboarding, which I think I'm better at than tele skiing. 
and I still enjoy snowboarding from time to time just because I think it's more, it's so different. Whereas teleskiing is like, it's there, it's kind of the same sport, but just totally different. And it was kind of driving me nuts. Um, I think if, yeah, if I committed to doing it more often, I'm sure I would come to enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> I was definitely getting a little cranky. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen, have you spent much time? I guess I don't know the answer to this. Do, have you spent much time rock climbing, Kristen? I did a bit like in the gym. I haven't really done a lot outside because yeah. it wasn't an easy drive to, to get to places. But I was going to ask climbing to Dylan's point, like of every sport I've ever done, if you aren't climbing, like, I don't, in my experience, three to four times a week, you absolutely can't make progress. I would not assume at all that that's telemark. Telemark's not that, like, you don't need to tele three times a week or you're going the wrong way. Kristen? Correct. Yeah. Like, once you get the basics of it down, then you can leave it behind and come back. Like, your legs will get sore right off the bat, but that'll come back pretty quickly. But you'd still be able to, like, if you were you know, got to like expert level and then left it for a while. You could still go ski that expert terrain after a, a run, say to refamiliarize yourself. Yeah. So a little, little different than, than it's not climbing, as but... bad as climbing in that regard. Yes. Yeah. I think Luke made a good point earlier that telemark skiing is just so similar to Alpine skiing, where if you're not motivated, you can just like stand straight up and just make normal turns on groomers, right? Like if, I, if I'm if i having a bad time on telly that day, I'll probably just get out of the moguls, go ski the groomer, and just make alpine turns down, right? And I think one of the more exciting things I've learned recently is whitewater kayaking, but you can't just be on a river and be like, oh, I don't really like this. I'm going to stop kayaking right now. Like, no, <laughs> you have to commit to it. Like your car is at the bottom of the river. You better go get it because walking is <laughs> going to be a whole lot faster. Whereas... If you're really not motivated to get better at the telly turn, you can just not telly turn. Yeah. And I, I feel like maybe not going deep enough has you kind of in that mindset, but you could definitely cheat your way through wearing telly skis and just show up at the, you know, lift line and pretend you were telly skiing. Totally. The time. That was pretty much what I did, right? <laughs> that I would start really bending the knee once we got to the chairlift line. Yeah. I, I think that's why there's so many cuts or clips of you like through the <laughs> lift line, right? Because that said, that's when you said you're doing your best telly. <laughs> totally, for sure. But it is funny, like we were doing that a lot. Like, okay, I, this is kind of practicing the action. But Dylan, I think I saw you say in a comment or something, like it sort of in our minds felt like we were bending the knee more. And so I'm shocked that Kristen, that day you weren't like, all right, after the first lap, like, just yelling at us about getting that knee down to the ski. I'm shocked that we weren't getting this, uh, well, this information didn't seem to really, well, you Jonathan didn't really want to do, uh, have much coaching, but also I'm not <laughs> yeah, really the one to you. yell. Unlike oh. somebody else on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, to do things differently. And honestly, I thought you guys were going lower um, than the video really shows. So. I guess that shows how poor the visibility was. Kristen yeah, was, was like, also, they are killing it. <laughs> it was also a very cold day. So again, That's thank true. you, Arnie. <laughs> Anybody want to talk about a favorite part of the day? I think the moguls were my favorite. I loved seeing not only Kristen juxtaposed to you and Luke in moguls, but I think skiing moguls was really fun and I liked being told where to turn because that's what I needed. I have to say on teleskis, I think moguls, I, I like moguls better on teleskis than alpine. I, I mean, generally I suck at moguls on both disciplines, but um, on tele, it just seems a little bit more fun and fluid. But my favorite part of the day was when you guys all put your telly boots on. You're like, oh, these are really comfortable. <laughs> comfy. <laughs> Super like, comfy. I forgot like how soft and wide they were and stuff. So that was kind of. They felt like slippers compared to Alpine yep. boots. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I was in 25.5 boots that day. And I remember after that day, I was like, man, maybe I can pull off a 25.5. So then I went to Christy Sports and tried on a 25.5 Alpine boot. And I was like, nope. Yeah, it was just a telly boot. I'm not a 25.5. Yeah. 
<laughs> we we see a little bit of this in the video we posted, but we're still in HQ. We've just put the boots on and I'm like terrified because the boots are so soft. And Luke, you kind of cut me off a little bit, but I was about to say like, these boots are like a 40 flex, like a 40 flex rating boot. So yeah, I was extremely nervous upon putting those on about just going over the handlebars and just like face planning and like, you know, breaking my nose in multiple places on the front of my ski tips, but didn't quite, didn't quite happen. You may have had them in walk mode at the time as well. (laughs) Kristen didn't let me mention walk mode until we had already skied a bit because she was kind of hoping that you were in walk mode the whole time. That's just mean, <laughs> Kristen. I'm the mean one. Luke, I told you not I to didn't say anything. at the time. <laughs> well, no, I meant don't oh, tell him after the fact either. <laughs> and also, you're telling me like I should have been yelling at you to go lower when you were clearly terrified from months before, like for months about going over and breaking. So if I had yelled at you and you had fallen, like, oh, yeah, what yeah. would my life oh. look like? Oh, liability concerns. Anyway, what I just learned is I'm not the mean one. Kristen is. <laughs> We're just trying to make good content. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the maddest moments I got that day with you, Kristen, was in this is in the video when you're like, you had told us there's a left binding and a right binding. And I truly didn't know <laughs> if you were like just screwing with us or not. And And then later you were like, is everybody in ski mode? And yeah, that's also in the video. And I was like, I actually literally have no idea. What are we talking about here? So I think you are the mean one, Kristen. Oh, I'm happy to not be the mean one. I, I have not yelled at anybody on this podcast. <laughs> so I think it's clear that I'm not. Mm. Okay. Quick answers to this question. If we were going to do another day of skiing. And I mean, I definitely imagine I'm going to be back on tele gear at some point in my life. I don't know if I'm going to commit us right now to shooting another day of it because we really are busy. Like people always ask, like, are you always reviewing gear when you're out on the mountain skiing? A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. So there aren't like, it's not like Luke only is reviewing gear every third day he's out, you know, like we have a lot of stuff to get time on. So to Luke and Dylan, is there the single thing that you will focus most on if you are back on telegear? I mean, I would try like getting lower and seeing what that does. Cause I was the whole day, basically I was not putting basically any significant pressure on my uphill ski. Um, And that didn't, I mean, it worked, but it didn't feel great. Um, But yeah, finding that balance point was, it was evading me the entire day. And so maybe getting a bit lower would help or just more practice. But yeah, basically the goal would be to try and achieve a more balanced stance and actually use both skis more equally because the whole day I was definitely not doing that. Dylan? I agree. I was struggling with getting low and putting weight on my uphill ski. That was the criticism I got from all the um, volunteer tele coaches out on Mount Crested Butte that day. And it's it's really frustrating because like if I make an alpine turn and it it wasn't good, something was off, there's a good chance it was because I had too much weight on my uphill ski. So to have someone tell me that I'm making bad tele turns because I don't have enough weight on my uphill ski. It's, it's super counterintuitive, but I guess I just have to trust it. That's a great point. It literally was opposite. And by the way, the whole conflicting advice thing, I'm still mad at the (laughs) tele community about this. Y'all need to figure your stuff out. This is why there's not that many tele skiers out there. Rule number one at your next, you know, telemark global conference, Figure out how you instruct people because y'all are all over the map. I mean, admittedly, we didn't talk to any actual tele instructors. We just talked to a bunch of people who happened to tele ski. That's true. Um, all right. So maybe yeah. that well, explains it. <laughs> anyway, it there was some people that were like, keep even distribution and others were like, it's all about waiting. If you're in a left-hand turn, it's all about waiting the uphill, like sit on the back ski. 
Like we were hearing both things. I think you only heard that latter one from one person and then come to find out that person had only teleskied once Set in their life, right? <laughs> I don't know. I can't, maybe. I can't keep yeah, this straight. Something like, like, I thought we uncovered that one. <laughs> oh. Like debunked it pretty easily. But. I haven't uncovered any of it. I think for me personally, what I would want to do is go back to like a very low angle groomer run like Houston or something and then just stay in a sustained, pretty much straight line but low. I think rule number one, start feeling what it means to just be low. Kristen, do you like, you look like you're, you're make you don't like this idea. <laughs> she wants you to see you crash some more. <laughs> yes. Go very low. I think the best way to do it is just go to headwall and figure it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next question. What blister reviewer do you most wish was in this video? And I I talked about this with Arnie and Arnie was just like, we kind of have to limit the numbers a bit here just for the sake of making anything remotely coherent. So um, I don't know, Luke, I'll start with you. Who do you most wish was out there with us that day? I'd be very curious to see how Drew Kelly does because the whole like, Everything is opposite what you've learned in alpine skiing. Drew is one of the best alpine skiers, especially from a carving perspective that I've ever seen. And it's so ingrained in him, that technique. And I think it might break his brain <laughs> to get yeah. on telly His head might literally catch on yeah, fire like, just from overheating. Yeah, like he has one of the best turns on the mountain, as many people have said. And yeah, I, th- I think he would become either very frustrated or turns out he's amazing at tele skiing. Um, but I'd be I'd be curious to find out. I think Luke makes a good argument for Drew. I think you could also apply the same argument to Eric in a sense that Eric Friesen is just a really good skier. And I think it's it's funny to see people who are very competent on the mountain be not very competent at all on the mountain i think one of my favorite days of skiing with the western freeride team was a day night skiing at keystone where all the snowboarders and skiers switched and it was hilarious to watch everyone struggle so i think it would be it would be funny to watch eric not like whooping my ass out on the mountain basically (laughs) yeah (laughs) well except that the reason i think freeson would be a fun choice is he's so aggro (laughs) That I think he would not accept (laughs) any sort of limitation put on him and just sort of through some sheer force of will and Metallica (laughs) in his ears, he would just be going at it as hard as he kind of would anyway. And that, I think that would have added potentially to our crash reel. He'd still go straight to high life. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kristen, did you have thoughts on this? I think it'd be nice if Paul Ford was out there. Didn't he like jump in a Tele Extreme comp in Alieska and like win or podium or something yeah. like that? Yeah, Paul's actually apparently like a very good Tele skier or was back in, was back in the day. And yeah, won a won a comp he jumped in on. I believe that was in, I think that comp was in Alaska. So this would have been very much like if if Paul and Kristen were in it, then we all probably would have just gone in early for drinks no i would have removed myself and then you could have yelled at paul instead of me that's where i'm going with this or i could learn from yeah paul. sasha would also be very i just think entertainment oh, value yeah. it would be very high yes yeah. <laughs> that's true sasha nastas i feel like she's done it before though i thought she had said something like that but maybe not back in her alpine days but now i want to talk a little bit about our future crash course videos and again we kind of talked about this a bit at the end of the video regular listeners of our gear 30 podcast maybe already know the deal here but in case you don't the idea here is that we have a pretty big listenership well actually on all of our podcasts but like at the time that my thinking was we have a lot more listeners per download on our gear 30 podcast compared to the number of people like rating and reviewing the show. And so this initially started for me as a way to get people to just be like, look, if you like, if you hate the show, don't rate it or give us a one star, that's fine. But if you like it, just rate the thing, right? 
And so that's where we started concocting this idea of doing these crash course videos. So the deal was once we hit 250 ratings in Apple Podcasts for our Gear 30 podcast, we would make this telemark video. Mission accomplished. Then the idea was when we hit 500 ratings, we would make this Snowblade video. And we have surpassed 500. And so we are going to make our Snowblade video sometime after our upcoming Blister Summit, mostly because I didn't really want any of us to get injured before the summit. Um, So that is in the works. When we hit 750 ratings, but again, this is kind of up to our listeners of Gear 30 because we are not going to, like I said, we got a lot of gear to review. We are not going to make this next video if, if we don't get to 750, but that would be the snowboard video. If we make it to 1,000 ratings of Gear 30, we're going mono skiing and we'll shoot the mono ski video. And here is where we have a slight change maybe from something that I honestly don't know if we ever said on air. There was a bit of confusion if I had said that at 1,500 ratings of Gear 30, we would go to Alaska and film a heli monoski video. I started realizing how expensive that could get. And so I think what we have agreed on is that if we hit 1,500 ratings of Gear 30, we're going to go spend, I think this would be like a couple days at one of these progression parks, right? Like, so like Wendell's has these, Woodward's has these things where it's kind of like, you know, you go get to practice tricks and ideally I think be on skis, jumping into foam pits and the rest. I think from a content point of view, that's going to be a strong video. So that would be at 1500 ratings. And then should we ever get to 2000 ratings of gear 30 that's when we will commit to a heli mono ski video should we should we say in alaska or is it good enough if it's like anywhere do you guys feel strongly about this i mean if we get to like ski with paul on the off days then i'd say it should be in alaska because i'll actually enjoy those days (laughs) okay dylan or kristen for alaska what's that kristen I'm voting for Alaska. I'm not paying for it. So I'd like to go heli skiing in Alaska, please. And I'd like to be invited on that trip. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Alaska sounds really nice. Sounds like a great excuse to go to Alaska. Everybody wants it to be an AK. All right. That's it. 2000 ratings. Let's push pause on that then. How are you guys feeling? Any thoughts, insight, whatever about our list here and the order of these videos? We good with this? Anything maybe I'm failing to consider? I'm mostly just excited because like teleskiing was the one I knew I would be the worst at. And the next three, I feel like would all just be pretty fun. <laughs> so I'm stoked. That's I feel like you're kind of talking a big game right now, Luke. You're sure you're going to be worse at telly than snowblade, snowboard, and monoski? Yeah, because I went snowboarding last week. I was definitely better than I was at teleskiing. I've snow- I, I don't know if I bladed at all last year. But I've done it in the past and it's pretty, it's far more intuitive for an alpine skier than tele skiing. And it's like, it's basically like hockey skating and mono ski. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried one yet. I know a few people here who have access to one and it sounds tricky, but it's again, like lockdown heels. It seems like it should be more intuitive. So, yeah. And I mean, like snowblading, we're doing that one this spring and I'm very excited about it. Dylan? I'm going to give a quick shout out to my younger sister, Haley, who just did a collegiate slalom race on her monoski here at Mount Crested Butte. So, yeah, I think monoskiing is going to be a little bit easier than teleskiing, going to be a little bit easier to get used to. And I, I'm going to put this out there for the snowboard video. If the T-bars are open, you have to try to ride oh, the T-bar yeah. on oh, a snowboard. God. That's fair, actually. I, every, time, every time I see a snowboarder, and I'm oh, sure you no. guys have probably thought this too, fall off the T-bar, right? It's like, oh, come on, dude. You're holding up the line. Like, we got to put ourselves in their shoes, you know? As long see as it's a weekday. Like. 
I'm, I don't want to get I don't want right. to get heck, heckled on the weekends. No, no, no. Yeah, twelve inches overnight <laughs> no. Saturday. No. I can't all get the murdered. crusty locals in the lift line. Yeah, we would be <laughs> murdered by locals. Yeah, Luke, I think it that's like ten fifteen a.m. on a Wednesday, <laughs> and hopefully it hasn't. Yeah, like snowed in six weeks for the just for the sake yeah. of the video. The only time I'm ever going to say anything like that. Um, yeah, no, we're going to get murdered, but that's fair, Dylan. We should do that because the struggle seems to be real with snowboarders on like the T-bar. Yeah, I bet it's going to be about as hard as it looks from when you see someone on a T-bar, like, what are they doing here? That's going to be <laughs> us. Kristen, thoughts? <laughs> uh, I love snowblading, so I'm excited about that one. I have at least four pairs uh, in my shed. Yeah, wow. including the big fee and like if we we go to like thrift stores and always look for um, snowblades. So yeah, I'm all in on that one. Snowboarding, I'm terrified of. I thought we might get a choice to back out of one of them, and I think I'd I'd pick that one because I am not going up the T bar. I don't even think I could get down from the lift to the T bar on a snowboard. Like I would break myself, which I like possibly could make for a good video, but I'm such like. I'm scared of so many things. I would probably just butt scoot or like falling leaf the whole time and it would not make for good video. So here's a question. I mean, Luke has snowboarded a decent amount. Should that exclude him? Wait, how many times, Luke? Three days. (laughs) Three days. He's the guide then. He's the instructor. Oh yeah, he's our guide. Yeah, we've got instructor Luke. I was going to say, should that rule him out? from eligibility of being in this video? I think it just will make him less grumpy. <laughs> True. Like it's kind of a makeup video for him from the telly video. Because I want to, it's not going to just be us in like this whole series of videos. We're going to have to swap in some different reviewers in and out. So we're going to have to pick our spots a little bit. But I can just tag along and give you guys all sorts of conflicting advice after my my three <laughs> days of experience. <laughs> I see. Okay, that's good. You're in, Luke. Next question, kind of rapid fire on this. If you got to sit out one of these videos, crash course videos, which are you picking to sit out? Kristen, I think you've just given us your answer, snowboard. Yeah. I, I mean, I mono skiing would be up there, but if that would remove me from mono skiing Alaska, I would definitely mono ski somewhere else so I can get on the mono ski Alaska trip. Okay. Luke? Um, I think same answer. Mono skiing is probably going to be the most challenging, but I do want to go to Alaska and not pay for it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I guess mono skiing, but I'm still looking forward to it. Wait, you are ruling out mono? You're going to rule out? I guess that's the one I would, I would, I would sit out the regular mono skiing and just have my first runs on a mono ski be at the top of a heli line. Wow. <laughs> oh, I thought you had to do the monoski video to get into the monoski heli video. So whichever way it works for you, Jonathan, I'll do yeah. the same as what Luke's doing so I can go to Heli to Alaska. <laughs> My God. We're gonna have we all <laughs> I like that right now everybody's campaigning to go have their first monoski run be at the top of an AK heli line. I still think it'll be easier in powder. And like like the stuff that Paul posts, that's for like the advanced people. They've got easy terrain for mono skiers that have never mono skied before. I'm sure. I'm sure they get them all the time. We're going for the. We're going to AK for their meadow skipping, for the meadow skipping heli mono skiing footage. Dylan, what would you like to absent yourself from? I don't know. This is pretty hard because I want to do all of them. Um, I guess it would be the least entertaining to maybe have me at the like progression park, probably because like I, I would go to that on my own time. So I don't know if that would be that entertaining, but then again, you guys might need some, some tips. Um, gosh, I guess if I were to choose maybe snowblade there, it's just, how much time have you spent snowblading Dylan? It's, it's funny you ask. When I was in ski school, I think fourth grade, it ended up only me and another girl would show up to ski school every week. And our coach just happened to have two pairs of snowblades or three pairs of snowblades in his locker. So 
I there was a season in my life when I was around <laughs> nine years old where I snowbladed more Expecting than I big things. <laughs> wow. So you might be ruled out. You might be like overqualified. It's it's really not it's not that hard. I feel it's like the snowblade video should be like everybody and just more of like a Party mass vibe. ski day. Yeah, because okay. it, it's definitely awkward and funny. Um, but it it's definitely easier to get used to and get onto terrain where you just look like an idiot. Or at least that's how I do it. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure Luke and Dylan. No, no, great. I don't think anyone really looks great on, on blades. <laughs> but the fun part is like you can crash all the time and like there's a very small chance of you hurting like your knee because there's not a lot of ski to torque on it. Yeah. Torque going on. Yeah. So that's like the best part is just like crashing and jumping off of everything and trying to flip the smallest things you can. Yeah. The snowblade video has to take place in the spring and you're not allowed to be (laughs) sober. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I liked your rule about for the snowboard video, we have to ride up the T bar, but I don't know if I'm ready yet to commit. Everybody's got to be drunk (laughs) for the snowblade video. We'll, we'll, we'll hash that out. I, I definitely wasn't drunk when I was snowblading in fourth grade, but I think I think it is a major ski offense to be sober on snowblades. Okay. Oh. Kristen disagrees. Let us know, people, in the comments section if you have strong feelings about sober or not sober snowblading. This is what we're doing. We're hashing all this stuff out right now. All right. Quickly-ish. We're so bad at quickly at Blister. If you got to guarantee inclusion in one of these videos, so Kristen and Luke, are you already on record? You want to be on the AK Heli Monoski video? If the word Alaska's in it, I'm in. Yeah, I think if we if we don't count that one, then it's snowblading because that's just something I'd do in the spring anyway. Kristen, what if it was AK snowboarding? I think I could do it. I think I'd be okay. I, I'm in for that one too. I said, my criteria is if Alaska's in the word. Okay. Like in the title, I guess. What if it's Alaska (laughs) fighting Mike Tyson? Do you get ski after? (laughs) I'm sure he'd go go easy on me. (laughs) Okay, he probably would. He'd be like, you're pretty nice. Uh, Oh, no, I'd be like, no, Mike, she's the mean one. I I think the AK mono is a pretty obvious answer. So I think where you're going is let's exclude Exclude this and see what the answer is. Then where, yeah, Dylan? that would be more interesting. Which one of the non-AK? Guaranteeing inclusion. Yeah. Um, probably the snowboard video. I'd love to get back on a snowboard. You have done some luck time? on the T-bar. Yeah, I snowboarded once in Steamboat when I was like 10 years old. And then a couple seasons ago at Keystone night skiing, like I referred to earlier. And oh, I was right. actually pretty good at it at Keystone. I was mm. almost hanging with Peter Noon, oh who's a God. very good snowboarder. And but Peter Noon was skiing goofy or swish <laughs> the whole time, like he was in his unnatural stance on like blue groomers. But I'm claiming it, I'm almost as good as like Peter Noon at snowboarding. I like this, Kristen. <laughs> guaranteed inclusion, and which one? The actually, the progression park, okay? Like, I would be, I think it would really get me out of the comfort zone, and I'd really like to try it. And it sounds like something would be fun, especially with like foam pit or something. Yeah, I'd like that one because I, like honestly, I'll snowblade this season without the video. So, Luke, uh, I think snowblading. Honestly, that's I'm pretty... you want in for sure on the snowblade. Yeah, I, okay. I'm frankly pretty excited about all of them. <laughs> Luke's like, this is the best. Luke's like, I remember when we just had to work at Blister. Now we get to just yeah. do fun <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, these are these are hard questions. What do I have to do to make sure I'm included yeah. for all? Of them? I don't know. You have to stop bragging about how good you are at them. <laughs> or brag more. Like, oh, you're really good at snowboarding. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did I, did I tell you guys about the time that I like broke both my arms uh, snowboarding and then went snowblading later that day <laughs> yeah. and broke both my legs? Because that definitely <laughs> happened. Now I feel like if you do make the cut for the snowboard video, Dylan, there needs to be a cameo with Peter Noon like you guys in high life yeah i mean you talked a big game that is pushing it straight up said said snowboarded twice (laughs) 
<laughs> or what if they ride the T-bar together? I, I feel like that. I don't know if I want to do <laughs> Anyway, that. Peter, <laughs> we might be trying to recruit you in for this uh, snowboard video. Um, he'll do it. Peter Noon is a very good coach, and he's a very patient guy as well. And another shout out to my homie Brandon, who is a, I would say, an intermediate snowboarder, and he basically butt slid down all of high life <laughs> oh a couple weeks ago. <laughs> had had to down climb a cliff in snowboard boots, but he made it down. So I think my odds are better than better than death. death. Sometimes that's all we can really hope for. Drew Kelly and I, when we were skiing cesspool the other day and we ran into these two snowboarders who neither of them uh, or both of them were primarily skiers and they got down cesspool, zero drama. And I was blown away. I don't think I'll be doing that, but it was very impressive. All right. We should get going. I think where we've left off is we're very clear on our roadmap here through 2000 ratings which gets us to heli mono skiing in alaska at 2500 ratings should we ever get there do you guys want to go ahead and slot in no boarding here or do you want to leave this open to like debate and maybe we let our listeners weigh in where are you luke well i think like no boarding is just like about as mellow as it gets um, and I would love to do it, but I don't think it would be that entertaining as a follow-up to heli mono skiing. Um, so my proposal, I don't know if you guys have seen the video of the guy in a Rurock helmet that put like skis and blades all over his body and he can slide down the mountain, like on every oh, aspect of his body from like his elbows to his stomach, to his butt, to his chest, to his back. Um, I think we need to construct one of those suits and uh, do that. Okay, wait. That's first of all. Uh, that's the video I'm opting out of. I just yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Secondly, that's not a sport, is it, Luke? If it doesn't have a name, I don't think it. Qual- uh, maybe that. Maybe that one guy has. We <laughs> asked. We find that it. one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Body skiing. He looks like a Power Ranger. I should. I feel like a Power Ranger should be in it. <laughs> Try to find a photo of this, Luke. It. It'll. We'll put yeah. it up on social or something. Boy, I don't know. I'm also thinking for the no boarding video after Heli Mono skiing in AK. Given the injuries that may have arisen from the previous video, maybe the mellower no boarding video that might be a good time for us to take it down a notch. Kristen is shaking her head no. Okay. Okay. Interesting. No love for no boarding here. I'm not I'm not opposed to no boarding. I just um I don't think we necessarily have to go that route to making it mellower. I I would propose okay. uh two different ideas. One is aerials, like go over to Park City and get on the Olympic aerials and maybe actually get a tutorial there. And if oh, if they have that like high diving thing too, you guys could do that. I opt out of that part. Um <laughs> Wait, why are you opting out of high diving? Because uh, it sounds terrifying. <laughs> why is, I guess I didn't realize <laughs> high point. diving was part of like training for aerials on skis. So they constructed a climbing wall uh, a number of years ago. And so they had to make a really deep end to the aerial pool. That's at least my understanding. And so this, um, I forget what it's called. It's not like high diving. It's like cliff diving style. And it was the only one in the US. Um, I don't know. I follow this guy on Instagram and he does really cool stuff. But like. <laughs> I follow this guy on Instagram well, like, and he does really cool stuff. <laughs> Kristen Sinat, I, I'm really bad at names. Wow. His name's Owen. I don't know. But um, anyway, they do lessons and stuff like that. And they have, I forgot how high up it is. It's like ridiculously high. So I wouldn't go up there, but I'd go on the you know, lower dive. I think I once This has nothing off to of, do with snow sports anything. So I'm, I'm out on this. Okay, idea. well, I was talking aerials and then it, that thought came to me and you know how my brain wanders sometimes. But my I other do. idea is to put you guys in a 5K cross-country race and just have like, <laughs> I think Luke's opting out of this, but it wouldn't yeah. have to be like a video of the entire yeah. Nordic race, just clips of like you guys getting through it. Maybe 5K would be too easy. Maybe like a 15K. 
Okay. Thanks for that input, Kristen. We really value your ideas. I think the the Park City skiing off the, the ski jump into the pool, that seems like a fantastic idea. So maybe that at 2,500. Any other ideas? And then again, we'll invite listeners to comment, provide suggestions. We'll see if there's a strong consensus about what's happening after AK Heli Mono skiing. But um, do you guys have anything else? Um, I do think the aerials into the pool sounds real fun. I I have an idea that I think will will please a lot of people. So I'm I'm not down to just get snowboarding out of here. I think we should do snowboarding. However, I don't think it's a 2,500 rating item. I think it's better suited around 1,500. But then that means we'd have to move the progression park up to 2,000. But we're not just gonna you know, shorthand you guys here, we got to add some value. And if you looked in the recent comments on our telemark video, we had someone who was very interested, interested in getting us all in 4XL tall tees and in the park. And it just so happens that near these progression parks like Woodward Copper, you know, Mount Hood and Woodward Park City, they happen to have some of the best terrain parks where you'll have you know, slope style Olympic athletes and like the best park skiers in the world there. So why not if we're already at these places, we go ski the park, put on some absolutely ridiculous clothing and you just have to act like you're supposed to be there. Like you've been doing this your whole life. You belong in that park next to, you know, Joss Christensen and Nick Gepper next to you and Steve Stepp. You're, you're up there with them and you you got to ski the park all day with them. Act like you know what's up. That sounds great to idea. me. This is the most, I think, in terms of like the, you will get severely injured. That alarm is going off in my head, like the most of every anything we've discussed here. I mean, you don't have to ski the part. I think it's most important that you dress the part. and. Act I, I would part. watch that video. I don't think I'd participate, but I'd watch that. Just you guys kind of skiing around oh, the park, <laughs> like getting off the chairlift, looking all cool, and then not doing any of it. I would just bring my camera and make friends by shooting them doing cool things. <laughs> yeah. Just, just imagine Jonathan snow pants down to his knees, five XL tall tee. <laughs> I'm halfway there some days, depending on the kit. Yeah, I found the I found the ski man video. Yeah. It's not very good podcast material, but maybe we can embed, we'll embed it, it in the post. Okay, for this, the name is Ski Man parentheses Roller Man Winter Suit, and it is well worth a watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like obviously we've reached a point where I have tapped out all of your collective good ideas. And so I think we just need to hurry up and wrap this. So listeners, please let us know. You are almost certainly going to have some better ideas here than, than we've come up with. But um, I, I'm feeling pretty good about our about our blueprint so far. There's still some room to add. We'll have some debates. Anyway, I think that's a wrap. Luke, you look like you have some parting words of wisdom or something to share. No, I'm just watching Ski Man video and figuring out how I can make a, the same suit. Okay. <laughs> we'll have a bunch yeah. of leftover snowblades from the snowblade video. Anyway, thanks, folks. Uh, that was fun being out with all of you. Thanks for everybody who's watched our little crash course video and commented. Even more thanks to those of you who have, you know, made this possible with those ratings and reviews of Gear 30. Fun fact. We definitely have some complimentary crash course videos that we did actually talk about this and kind of line some of this up a bit with our Bikes and Big Ideas podcast. I've actually laid out a bit of a blueprint for something for Off the Couch, our running series, which probably sounds a lot more fun when I'm just typing that into a spreadsheet than what that might look like in real life. And then we actually have some thoughts too for this blister podcast, but I I want to think through that a little bit off air more before we present some of those options to the world. But um, there could be quite a few more crash course videos in your future, dear listeners and dear reviewers. 
So um, I don't know. Let's see where this all goes. But um, for now, thanks, everybody. And we will talk to you again. Let's see. The following Monday should be another episode of Reviewing the News with Cody Townsend, where we will maybe talk about one or two absurd things, but mostly spend most of our time talking about like real issues in the world. So stay tuned for that. We'll talk to you all real soon. Bye. Well, that's it for this edition of the Blister Podcast. Thanks to Kristen and Dylan and Luke for the conversation. Thanks to Arnie for his top shelf video work. And thanks to you for listening. Oh, and by the way, if you happen to like the Blister Podcast, we would definitely appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or review of the show there. You know, it's not just about Gear 30. And yeah, we're actually scheming up some things just to help show our appreciation for those of you who are rating or reviewing any of these different podcasts of ours that you happen to like. So thanks for doing that and stay tuned for other Crash Course video announcements. Finally, from all of us here in Gunnison and Crested Butte, Colorado, please take good care of yourself and everybody else. And we will talk to you again later this week over on our Off the Couch podcast, our Bikes and Big Ideas podcast, and then, yes, this Friday, back on Gear 30. Bye, everybody.